Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Castor. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. to another edition of Sports Daily with Jacob Albrocht and Tommy Castor. Glad to be with you today on this Thursday as we begin to prepare for the Super Wild Card Weekend. We'll do it in a variety of ways. We'll talk through the games. We'll get with our betting insider, Chelsea Messenger. We're going to take a look back at our preseason NFL predictions and see how right or wrong we are. And you know, be forewarned, Tommy and I have not seen those since we made them. Uh, so Chad will dig those out on us and let us know how we did. Uh, we'll take a look at all that. We've got K-State talk coming up in our second hour, top of the hour. Uh, we'll get our buddy in Tim Fitzgerald, gopowercat.com. Uh, talk with him about a variety of things regarding K-State athletics. See where the football program stands on players coming in, players coming out. Uh, where the basketball program stands and Jerome Tang, his thoughts on Tang being rumored now to big-time jobs and if he thinks he'll stay. So we'll have all that coming up in hour number two. Great show on tap for you today. Um, Tommy, good morning. Hey, good morning, Jacob. My uh, my wife and my uh, son, they left this morning to go visit some family in Texas. Uh, so I'm a bachelor for like the next like five days. Um, and so I'm kind of, you know, starting to adjust to that a little bit. And um, I don't know, I had this preconceived notion. I wanted to ask you about this, this preconceived notion before I got married that, um, you know, I would when my wife would go out of town that, you know, she might make like some casseroles and put them in the fridge with a note on how to cook it. And like, no, th- there was none of that. I'm, I'm basically on my own. Uh, it's going to be like peanut butter and jelly and um, you know, McDonald's and ordering pizza this weekend, but that's okay. Like, I, I think I'll survive. I think I'll be okay. Yeah, you'll, you'll live. It, it is, and, you, and you'll get really bored, I think, really fast. At least that's yeah. what happens to me. And it's only happened. God, we've been married now almost a decade with three kids. The times that I've been here solo are like, I don't know, two, I, I think, wow. two or so. Uh, so it's not, and, and you just kind of get bored because – the other part of that uh, scenario and that, you know, dream vision that you have a long time ago 
as that you could handle this like you could have if you were like 22 years old. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go wild. I'm going to go party and do all these things. Right. We can't we can't do that anymore. No, no. I mean, it's you, you just can't hang like that anymore. And it's God's way of, you know, reining us in. But it's the truth. And so, yeah. Yeah, you know, you'll you'll just kind of sit around in your in your underwear probably and yeah, eat pizza. <laughs> which mean, is that, it's which that, yeah, which sounds really no amazing different. by the way. It's really no different than any other regular night in the Castor right. household, but uh no, I I don't know. I just kind of had this idea that, you know, maybe there would be like a random lasagna in the fridge with yeah. instructions on how to cook it and with a nice little like, you know, we love you and we're going to miss you. No, uh -huh. it was, you know, good <laughs> yeah. luck. Hope you're okay. Yeah. Hope you survive. Uh, you're on your own. And so it'll be okay. I'll make the best of it and we'll, uh, you know, we'll get through it. And the good thing too is that there's a lot of football uh, and basketball this weekend that should keep yeah, me entertained. So it should be good. Yeah. It, it, yeah. That, that, that's the other piece of it. Yeah. No, I, that doesn't happen. I mean, maybe it does for some people. It certainly doesn't for people with kids, right? Like yeah. we're, we're the last priority and that was as it should be. But I, I mean, Tommy, most of the time I, I'm cooking the food in our house. I'm the one I'm the one with high cholesterol that has to, you know, <laughs> be careful. So I'm just like, you know what, I'll I'll just do that. I'll just do that. Uh, it's not that hard. I couldn't I couldn't fry an egg before about five years ago. And now I've you know, and all, all the technology makes it easy. Like if you got an Instapot, which we have, or you got an air fryer, it's as idiot proof as you can be. You just put it all in yeah. and turn it on and it does the yeah. rest. And, you know, going back to your point about uh, going wild like we used to, um, you know, tonight I was thinking, all right, you know, I'm going to get off work and what am I going to do? And, you know, five, ten years ago or even, you know, longer than that, I would have been like, all right, we're going to go to the bar. We're going to go to the casino. We're going to do whatever. Well, I, I looked at what's on TV tonight. No Big 12 games tonight. No football mm. tonight. Uh, and so my first thought was, man, I could go to bed at like eight o'clock and it's going to be amazing. So that's what's on my list to do uh, yeah. this evening. It's a little bit different than the way it used to be. Maybe a movie. Like I, I've, That'd I've nice. overcome. I've overcome the shame of going to a movie by myself. Like I got no issue doing that now, especially yeah. now with like the recliner chairs and beer and all that stuff. Like, heck yeah! I, 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 I it was one of the new Star Wars movies. I don't remember which one, and I was like. I don't know if I can be go to the movie by himself guy. Like, I, I, I don't yeah. know if I can do that. I was like, you know what? I really want to see this movie. It's too long. It'll never happen. So I'm just going to have to go at like 10 o'clock by myself. And I went, I like, this is fantastic. Nobody yeah. like you get, you just sit there and enjoy yourself. And like, why, why is that such a social, like faux pas to go to a movie by yourself? It's kind of nice. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan now. And I used to be, against it I, I didn't feel like I could do it but I don't mind going to a restaurant by myself um, especially like a diner like sitting at the bar and oh, yeah. having like a cup of coffee like I feel like my grandpa but that's okay and I've I've come to embrace it and it's all good I am team sit at the bar I would sit at the bar of every restaurant I could go to the finest dining establishment in the world and I'd rather sit at the bar um, and that's if I'm I'm you know by myself or with with my wife and she's not as big a fan. So we don't do it very often, but, and she makes fun of me because I like talking to the bartender or sure. the random person next to me about whatever. Like if we go on vacation to the beach, I can have like about two hours of the beach. I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm not just going to lay here in the sand anymore. You guys do whatever you want to do. Yeah. I don't like the ocean. I don't know what's in there. So you guys have fun. <laughs> 
I'm going to go belly up and, and talk to the locals. And yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't mind that either. I do, though, and I get made fun of for this by my wife. I have this this thing. If I'm at a restaurant and I see somebody else sitting by themselves at a table, I have this overwhelming, like, and pity's not the right word, but I, I, I become so concerned that that's not on purpose. And I get, like, really worried for people, and it bothers me. And, mm. I, again, I, I get made fun of for that appropriately. But on the flip side, yeah, I don't mind doing it by myself at all. I'm, I'm with you. I could definitely go and just hey, – I'm the youngest of five kids. I had a lot of that. Like, go entertain yourself, right? And, yeah. and we were pretty spaced out in years, too. So there was a long time where it was just me. Basically, I had empty nesters with me alongside it. So – I, I entertain myself a lot anyway. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That doesn't bother me. Enjoy the piece. My guess is you'll be sick of it probably. When do they leave? Today? Yeah, they're already gone. They left this morning, uh, drove to Dallas, and they're on their way right now. And they come back on Tuesday. So it's a long, oh it's a long weekend. So I've got you'll like be, five days. You're going to be sick of this. I would, I would guess that you'll be sick of this by Saturday around lunchtime. You'll yeah. be, yeah. That you, I think it, that's it, fair. Yeah, it, it comes up on you quick. 869-1240. We begin with the life lessons of aging young men and their families. (laughs) Um, I know a lot of our listeners have already been through this and are just laughing at us like, yep, been there. Uh, And a lot of young people are like, what what the hell are these guys talking about? Please don't let me get that lame. But it happens. You don't have a choice. It comes at you and, and, you know, whatever. You just got to kind of deal with it. It happens to us all. Um, We got wild card weekend. That's one way you can pass the time. Tommy this weekend and I, I'm actually really excited about this wild card weekend you know a lot of wild card weekends I think can get a little out of hand I don't know that we're gonna see that this time um only two big lines uh, sorry three big lines if you want to call Bengals Ravens at eight and a half a big line which I suppose that's big uh, but you got the Niners 10 point favorites the Bills now 13 point favorites on the news that two is not going to play everything else is pretty tight uh, the Jags, and we'll get betting perspective on this just a little bit, but but I use it as a guide sometimes, like how close do we expect these games to be? And for the most part, we expect them to be pretty close. And all three of the games that have larger lines are all divisional games, uh, which is interesting. We're going to take a, a bigger picture look at this over the next couple of days, but just as we look at it now, Tommy, do you see... Any of the potential teams that we could see reaching a Super Bowl upset this weekend? Like, could the Niners, the Bills, the Bengals? I don't think people put the Cowboys in there anymore. I don't know if people put the Vikings in there. But anybody on real upset alert for you? Well, I mean, you know, to qualify, you mentioned, uh, you know, teams that are probably, you know, potentially Super Bowl contenders. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, that top tier of the Bills and the 49ers and the Bengals, I think they're all going to move on. I don't really have any concerns about them. Uh, but you mentioned the Vikings, and I think that there are a decent amount of people out there that would they would consider the Vikings a potential Super Bowl contender. They might not be quite as strong as the other teams that we consider top tier contenders, but I think that they're there when they play at their peak. Uh, they're a really, really good football team, and their record indicates that. Uh, they haven't played at their peak for you know a while, so it's a little bit different. But I would put the Vikings on upset alert. Um, the Giants under Brian Dable have uh, overperformed, and I think that you know that line is small enough. Um, 
you know, it's basically a, a it's basically a pick 'em because the Vikings are three point home favorites, and so you're taking into account that home field advantage. Um, so it's basically a coin flip, and I think the Giants could win the game. I mean, they they faced off against each other earlier this season, and so it wouldn't shock me one bit to see the Giants upset the Vikings. That's probably the one that I'm keeping a closest eye on, and then. I don't know. I you might not like this, but I think the Buccaneers have a pretty good shot oh, at totally. home to beat the Cowboys. I don't disagree. I mean, I hope it doesn't happen, but I don't disagree at all. Um, the Cowboys and the Cowboys to me are the most unpredictable game, uh, unpredictable team entering the playoffs because if the Cowboys play their best game, they can beat anybody any any day, right? Like if the Cowboys play their best game offensively and their best game defensively, they're as good as any team in football. The chances of that happening aren't good. But if it is, you know, if it does, they can they can crush people. So it becomes a total, like, I don't ever know what to do with the Cowboys anymore because too often they don't play even close to their best game on one side of the ball or the other. And they come in so ill-prepared that they could also lose to any team, a la the commanders with who knows what on that roster at this point. So I have no idea what to think of that. I mean, yeah, they're better than the Buccaneers this year. Are they going to beat the Buccaneers? I have no idea. No clue. I mean, it's Tom Brady in the playoffs at home. Yeah. The, the two questions I have about this game and the Cowboys, number one is how different are both teams, but specifically the Cowboys, from when they played each other in week one? Uh, because that was just a an awful showing by Dallas, of course. Right. Dak went down with the injury and, and all of that, but that was a terrible showing for Dallas. In fact, we came on the air, I remember it, specifically after that game and said the Cowboys are done. Like, they are not doing anything this season because they looked absolutely lifeless the last time these two teams played. Uh, the Buccaneers haven't been great this season, but they did play really well the last time they faced the Cowboys all the way back in week one. So I wonder how different these teams are from the first time they matched up all the way at the beginning of the season to this weekend. And then number two, I also wonder, and you've talked quite a bit about how the the team, the Cowboys, they're not always coached particularly well and the game plan is not always great for them I wonder if there's a little bit of pressure taken off of Mike McCarthy and the coaching staff considering that Jerry Jones has said that it doesn't matter the outcome of this game that Mike McCarthy is returning and I, you know you know more about that than I do I just wonder if that will maybe let them breathe a little bit easier going into this game Jerry loves to talk and he's never gonna he's never gonna not say that um, especially heading into a big game. So I put absolutely zero value in that. I mean, he always But you've talks, also said it? he's very, very loyal to his coaches. He is very loyal. No, I'm not saying I think he's absolutely going to leave Mike McCarthy. I'm saying I don't put a whole lot of – he does, like, weekly radio hits. So I, I don't – he's always saying something, and nobody on the face of the earth is going to second-guess their team going into a playoff game, right? Why would you do that? So – Yes, he is very loyal. And and the McCarthy thing is a hard one because they've won a ton of games under Mike McCarthy where they were going 500 seemingly every year with Jason Garrett. So I, I think the only way the Cowboys ever made a change is because they could get Sean Payton or Jim Hart. You know, it'd have to be something like that. But I, I, I mean, if you if you told me I had to pick, I would say McCarthy would be back. Um but I don't think McCarthy's just done makes a me wonder, good job. It makes me wonder if McCarthy, and I'm sure that he probably would still think this to an extent, but you know, prior to hearing that from Jerry Jones, if you, if you wonder 
well, is McCarthy, does he feel like he's coaching for his job? Is there desperation that's going to be in there as far as the game? There should be. Well, I mean, I feel like you can coach a little bit more free, a little bit easier, not having to worry like, okay, if I lose this game, I'm definitely out in Dallas. Yeah, no, I mean, I think there's something to that, but I want him sweating a little bit. Like, you better get this right. Like, you have to get this right. Don't come in ill-prepared. Don't mismanage the clock like you seemingly do always, right? Figure it out. You better get the best out of your team, or we're going to have to make a change. Jerry Jones is no spring chicken, and there is absolutely desperation for him to win another Super Bowl before he's done on this earth. And the window on this you know, version of the Cowboys is not one of the windows that's opening in the NFL. It's a closing window at this point. They're old on the offensive line. It's going to take time to rebuild that. Like, there are a lot of things, and they've got a, a lot of good young players, too. They can extend it for sure, but there's it's hard for me to imagine in the next two, three years a better chance for them to win a Super Bowl than they had last year, and honestly this year, because, again, if they there was a time there late in the season where they were the best offense in football. There was a time early in the season where they were the best defense in football. Recapture that. Like, get that on both ends, and they could beat anybody, even even so, though they have to go on the road. Are they at a point right now, I mean, even considering that they're a wild card team and they're on the road for the entire postseason, is there this mentality with the Cowboys right now this season that it's Super Bowl or bust? I mean, I know that's kind of always the mentality, right? Like, yeah. the Cowboys, for the fan base, should be in the Super Bowl every single year, but... With realistic expectations, is that the the mentality right now for this squad with this coach this season and knowing the path they have to take to get there, it's Super Bowl or bust? It should be because that's how talented and good the roster is. Um, so, yeah, I think for that reason, it, it does feel that way. If they made an NFC championship game, I don't know. I mean, a playoff win would go a long way. A couple of them would be, you know, like so. It's hard to say that now because they don't they don't ever win in the playoffs anymore. But I don't know, and and they got a really dangerous one. And I hate, you know, the prophecy of early in the season is that somehow Tom Brady's going to sneak in here, be playing well, and be at home for the postseason, and really ruin some dreams of people. I hate that it's the Cowboys that run into that because. Look, if if Brady goes full shotgun like he has and like full no huddle and just let him call the plays at the line, that's when they've been at their best. And, you know, that's another desperate team. Maybe they'll let that happen. The Cowboys are in a ton of trouble. The other side of it, they got Micah Parsons. Maybe they can get pressure on Brady and and make it a really long day for him too. So that, I, 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 that game, I'm glad it's the Monday night game. I think of these games, it probably is the most interesting for about a thousand reasons. So that'll be a fun one. The other interesting thing about this round, Tommy, every single one of these games is a rematch, right? And sometimes yep. it's a third match. Like every game, these teams have played at least one time this year. So that's a piece of it that's really odd, too. Uh, and we'll take a look at that as we continue to break down this round of the postseason. Up next, we'll look at it from a betting perspective. Chelsea Messenger, our betting insider, joins us next on Sports Daily. is the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. 
Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. All right, we welcome back in and welcome in Chelsea Messenger, our friend and betting insider. Chelsea, we get rematches aplenty, six of them. This weekend in the NFL, it's Super Wild Card Weekend. It all leads up to this. How much do you like playoff betting versus regular season betting? Any difference for you as we enter this part of the year? Yeah, I think there's limited options. You know, obviously there's not as many games, and it can be tougher to find edges. But there are some, and especially with some of these spreads where I think my favorite way to play this weekend is probably in teasers. And if you haven't heard of teasers, there is a way in which the books will give you six points in either direction, and you have to combine them with a couple other games to get some value. But I think a three-leg teaser is plus 140, and uh, a two-leg teaser minus 140, depending on what where you get it. But I think that's the way, the best way to play this weekend, along with some player props. So, Chelsea, in the last segment, we were talking about the Cowboys and the Buccaneers and that primetime Monday night game, the final game in wildcard weekend. Uh, how much do you take into account uh, desperation when you're betting? And I think that there is an argument to be made that both teams are going to be a little desperate. You've got the Buccaneers who are home underdogs, and uh, they've played their best football when Tom Brady has just kind of called his own plays and you know thrown it everywhere around the field. And then you've got the Cowboys who are going to have to be on the road to try to make a run to the Super Bowl throughout the entire playoffs. Do you take desperation in account as far as like individual player props or when you're looking at how you want to bet a game like that? I don't think so, because if we learn anything from that Packers game, just because you need to win does not mean that you are going to win. As we saw the Packers lose to the Lions in a game that they had to win to get into the postseason. So I think you have to be careful uh, when thinking about that, because it's still the NFL. These are still good teams, especially in the postseason. But speaking about this Bucks and Cowboys game, I think this is the most difficult one to predict, because both sides kind of have factors where you're shaking your head and you're saying, how do I trust this team? Because I think you strip away the name Tampa Bay Bucks and you take away the name Tom Brady. It's not been a good team this year. In fact, they have a losing record, and it's been really hard to trust in the red zone. So it's a team that comes with a lot of problems, but still, at the end of the day, it's Tom Brady. And it's the squarest angle you can probably think, well, you know, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, it's, you know, very obvious. But still, it's going to be really tough for me to side with the Cowboys here because Dak Prescott's been so terrible. You know, if there's ever a team that's going into the postseason, you know, not looking spectacular, it's the Cowboys. I had to do a double take with some of the stats, 14 of 37 last time around. So I think if all things are equal, I'll take the points getting, I'll take the team getting points at home, and that's the Bucs. Uh, getting three, I think this line's already gone down to two and a half. So I'll roll with the Bucks here. It's interesting, too, Chelsea. We mentioned the rematches. They're all rematches, and three of them are divisional rematches, which means round three. And I remember at one point in the season you pointing to um, how often road dogs were covering in divisional games. It's going to be hard to take any of the road dogs in these divisional games, right, though? Or, Or do we have to just do we have to really look at this analytically? What do the trends say there? Yeah, uh, I think I saw a trend where actually, uh, I don't know about road splits, but I know double-digit favorites in the postseason, and I think in the wild card round, 
are 9-0 and ATS in their last nine, which wow. I had to double check. And I remember specifically, I think it was last year, was it the Chiefs that played the Steelers and they were like laying 10 or something? Everybody, I think I was one of those people who said, you know, it's too many points. But then the Chiefs like obliterated the Steelers. It was not even close. So I think some of these big lines can be daunting, but still you've got to consider the matchup. And plus, these teams, you know, they want to win, so they're going to keep their foot on the gas pedal because one of those big lines is the Bills. I think that's one I don't really love laying a ton of points. What's that line at now? Probably 13 against the Dolphins. 13. But this yeah. is a Bills yeah, this is a Bills team that it almost feels sacrilegious to bet against right now just because of the circumstances surrounding them. But in that game, here's the thing. You don't have to bet these games on the spread. You can be creative. That's the great thing about these sports books. You can find an angle, something completely different than the spread. So in the Bills game, I'm going to take the Bills in the first half. So far this season, the Bills have been the best scoring team in the first half when playing at home, averaging 19.7 points per game do we really think Skylar Thompson or whoever is going to put up those kind of numbers in the first half against the Bills I think not probably going to be taking the Bills minus seven in the first half and taking a long hard look at their team total in the first half Chelsea I know you already mentioned uh, the Buccaneers but are there any other teams in this wild card weekend that you think are on upset alert uh, one of the teams that, that I identified early that you know I think that while they've you know, their, their record indicates that they could potentially be a Super Bowl contender, but they haven't really shown it with the play on the field. Probably the Vikings. And, you know, so I think that there might be a chance that the Giants could could beat them. And I kind of like the money line on that. Are there any teams that you're looking at uh, that you think could be on upset alert this weekend? Yeah, I think those three dogs. Uh, you've got the Bucks getting two and a half at home. The Jags also getting two points at home to the Chargers, which I feel like it's a big coaching mismatch. Doug Peterson, I would trust way more over Brandon Staley, who, you know, there's already rumors that who, Sean Payton might be going to uh, the Chargers in the next couple of years. Uh, so I like the Jags there. And also, like you said, the Giants getting 30 on the road. Uh, Brian Dable's got, done a fantastic job with the Giants this season. And plus, the Vikings have such a bad secondary, one of the worst secondaries in the entire league. So if there's ever a time for Daniel Jones to at least be decent, it's against that secondary. And like I said, I think the best way to play it is play a teaser where you get six points tacked on to all three of those teams. And so those teams have to blow them out. I don't see that happening. Uh, so I think that's the best way to play. But three live dogs this weekend, the Giants, the Jags, and the Bucks. Giants, Jags, Bucks on a teaser. Okay. Uh, you mentioned player props, Chelsea. What is um, what is your favorite player prop or props this weekend? Yeah, I'm going to go with George Kittle over his receiving prop of 42 and a half yards against the Seahawks because the Seahawks are absolutely terrible at defending tight ends. In fact, they've given up the most receiving yards to tight ends of any team in the NFL this season. And the one game that George Kittle played against the Seahawks, guess what? He had two touchdowns and 93 receiving yards. He didn't play in the first matchup against the Seahawks, but if you look at last year, oh, guess what? 181 receiving yards, a season high for George Kittle when facing the Seahawks. So George Kittle also has uh, some familiarity with Brock Purdy. He's been one of his favorite targets over the last few months. So why would Brock Purdy go away from the guy that absolutely torched the Seahawks? I think as a rookie, you lean on the guys who are, you know, predictable and reliable. So I'm going to go with George Kittle. Well, you know, if we stick with the 49ers, for a second here, Christian McCaffrey, 
Uh, I think I read earlier today there are only two players in the NFL that have gotten into the end zone in each of the last six weeks of the season, Jarek McKinnon for the Chiefs and Christian McCaffrey for the 49ers. So knowing that, and obviously you're high on George Kittle, um, do you think that you, you should continue to ride that Christian McCaffrey train for you know potentially an anytime touchdown in this game? I think running backs who can catch passes out of the backfield are excellent plays for any time touchdown bets because, you know, there's a multitude of ways that they can score. Same thing with Austin Eckler. Usually usually he's the safer play for any time touchdown when it comes to the Chargers. A lot of it depends on the price. So if it's, you know, minus 130 or something, yeah, I like that too. And also it should be noted in that game against the Seahawks, I believe Christian McCaffrey had over 100 yards on the ground as well. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a big game too. When we look at uh, to the Minnesota Giants game at forty eight, it's interesting. They, I think they went to only what they went to. Sorry, they went to fifty one in the last one. I don't love a lot of these point totals. I kind of like that one. Um, do you are are you with any of the over unders? They all are pretty conservative, and and that's interesting to me. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think the points total scare me because we'll see some of these offenses really thrive, you know, between, you know, the middle of the field. But in the red zone, especially in the playoffs, I don't know if this is gut feeling, but I feel like teams really clamp down. Uh, The only total that I was kind of interested in was maybe the Chargers and the Jacks because think about it. Two uh, great young quarterbacks who can really sling it, and uh, they're probably not going to be running the ball that often. And also the fact that those defenses are not great either. The Jacks have a decent defense, but the Chargers are not a good defense. So uh, it's much, it'll be a much easier matchup for the Jags than going into that Titans run defense that Trevor Lawrence had to make every single throw. And with limited time of possession, it should be a much easier feat going into this Chargers defense. It's not good against the run. Travis Etienne should be able to get involved in this one as well. So, uh, the only one may be over in the Chargers and Jags. So I'm looking at the the Bengals and the Ravens matchup for this weekend, Chelsea, and 90% of the bets placed are on the Bengals. Um, of course, the Ravens are dealing with significant quarterback issues with Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley. Um, to me, I don't know, it seems like a no-brainer with the way that uh, the Bengals play offensively. They seem to be one of the more complete teams in the playoffs that – they should cover, I would think. That eight-and-a-half number doesn't really scare me away. Uh, and then I know that we were just talking over-unders, and I know the Ravens have a have a difficulty with their quarterback right now. Uh, but I, I mean, just me, I kind of like the over on that. I don't know. Maybe talk me out of that. What do you like in this game? Man, I hate this game. Uh, ever since it went to over a touchdown, which I would have taken the Bengals at six-and-a-half, but now at eight-and-a-half, it seems almost a touch too high. The Ravens are one of those teams that are well-coached. You know the defense is going to show up. But the real problem is trying to predict what they're going to do on offense, especially when you don't know the quarterback situation. I think that's kind of tough. But it's a divisional matchup. And it's it's almost like the Ravens are one of those teams, kind of like the Steelers, that it doesn't really matter what they look like on paper going into postseason. You just kind of give them a little bit more extra credit. So 8.5, I think, is a pretty good point spread, especially since the fact that they have one of the better kickers in the league, probably the best kicker, I would say, Justin Tucker. So uh, somebody that even if they can get close to scoring points, you know, maybe they're not scoring touchdowns, but maybe they're scoring some field goals enough to cover. So I'm staying away 
but would not be shocked if the Ravens can keep it within eight and a half. All right, Chelsea, anything else we haven't talked about that people need to be on this weekend as we get into Super Wild Card Weekend? Hmm. I think George Kittle is probably my favorite play. Some of these yeah. props have not been posted, but if you are interested in any kind of futures market, now's the time to place them. I think it's a good buy spot, maybe for the Eagles, because I think a lot of people have forgotten about how dominant they were when – you know, they were rolling, and Jalen Hurts was healthy. So I think right now they are – I think they're still the plus, favorites to win the NFC, but but they're plus 550, I think, to win the Super Bowl. Maybe a good buy-low spot on the Eagles. I do think maybe it's a sleeping giant. How odd is that, by the way? the Eagle, So Eagles and Niners. The Niners are more favored to win the Super Bowl, but the Eagles are more favored to win the NFC. How on earth does that happen? Yeah, I don't know, especially since in the history of the NFL, not a single rookie quarterback has won a Super Bowl. Not a single rookie quarterback has played in a Super Bowl. I had to double-check that because I thought to myself, didn't Dan Marino play in the Super Bowl? No, it was the second year. Didn't Ben Roethlisberger play in a Super Bowl as a rookie? No, it was the second year. So do we think Brock Purdy can like be the first quarterback in NFL history to win a Super Bowl? I don't think so. I'm still with the Eagles. I think they're the more complete team, uh, even though I think the Niners are pretty solid as well, but I still like the Eagles. All right, Chelsea, thank you. Next week's round, historically the best round for me. Love it. Uh, we'll get through this week, and we'll just, you know, sob silently that we're almost done with NFL betting for the season. We appreciate your visits each and every week. Yeah, at least your team's still in it. Uh, I'm a Titans fan, so thanks for having me. I'll see you guys next week. All right. Thanks, Chelsea. That was the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey uh, Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. When we come back, another fun thing to do with the postseason, if you haven't, you can play fantasy football as a postseason thing. Tommy and I both do it. If you're like me this year and just had a brutal fantasy season, maybe a chance for redemption. Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit and continue in this first hour with NFL Wildcard Weekend Talk. And we'll go into some K-State sports in hour number two. That's what's on tap. Sports Daily coming right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I hear this. this. Go ahead. I think I want to hear this. Sports Daily is on KFH.
All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster. We appreciate Chelsea Messenger. If you missed anything from that conversation, go to kfhradio.com and find that. Tommy, fantasy football, it was one of the worst years I've ever had. Um, I'll blame sports betting for taking my attention, even though that's not fair and has nothing to do with it. Just a bad year. However, for those folks like me, and you participate as well, fantasy football continues into the postseason, and it's a really fun way to play, right? And and a big part of it, I'll let you kind of explain here, is the predictive nature of who's going to win the Super Bowl plays a big part in it as well. Yeah, it really does. So I'm in a playoff league right now, and I know a lot of people are. I know you're in a handful of them, and, and um, I've got a group of guys that we are – uh, currently in the middle of a uh, a slow draft, so it's gone on for several days. We have a group text, and we're just kind of making picks when we can, uh, you know, around our schedules and work and family and all of that. Um, but it's really interesting, and this is like the third year I've been in it. Um, what makes it so interesting is that you've got to think like, okay, I might want to take the best player, but what if their team gets eliminated in the wild card round, and then I don't have them for the rest of the playoffs because when the team's eliminated. They go away and you get no points. Um, so is it better to draft the, the the best player on a team that might not make it and try to get as many points as you can on the front end? Or is it better to get somebody that might last multiple games and but maybe isn't as high of a talent? So that's the strategy involved in it. And um, it's definitely it's different than any you know regular season fantasy football because you're not setting lineups. You're not doing anything like that. You're just drafting based on you know the teams that are left. Yeah, and it's a balance, I think, of both. Because, like, for instance, you're not going to do well. So I do them in this, you know, like these tournaments and best balls. So you got to win the first game, right, the first week to be able to advance. And that adds another even more interesting wrinkle because if you don't get through the first game, you can't use any Chiefs or Eagles, right? So you have to really balance it then. Right. Because so that's the I, other I thing, like, too, is that, like, I, I would love to draft, you know, Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts or somebody like that. But then I think, okay, well, they're not playing in the wild card round. So they, you know, will play in the divisional and, you know, potentially further than that. But I've only got them for a maximum of what, three games instead of four. So maybe the most valuable players are, I don't know, guys like Josh Allen or Joe Burrow, you know, teams that are playing in the wild card round that then you think that they could, that they're going to move on and they're going to go deep in the playoffs. So there's a lot of predictiveness to this. Like, okay, how far are these teams going to go? And do I ride with, and that's the other thing too, is I, my strategy has always been, I don't want to draft a bunch of players from different teams because like I'm going to be left with just a couple, I would rather go all in on one or two teams that I think are going to make it, you know, and, and go a long way. Yeah, it, it, it's it's tricky. It is fun. Um, Jad's going to pull out our preseason rankings here. Jad, do you have those? Because as we have this conversation, and we can get more into this uh, tomorrow as well, but who who did we collectively have just in the Super Bowl as per this conversation? Well, I, I don't have that. We didn't make that prediction. We've got just the divisional oh, winners. Oh, we didn't even take it that far. Well, that's no. too bad on us. The only thing uh, I've got lame. here is division winners. Yeah. Okay. We did division winners and we did wild card. So I'm pretty sure that we've got like the just who's going to make the playoffs. I don't think we did it any further than that. Well, that's a shame on us. So let's do this then. If we didn't take it that far, and we'll get we'll we'll take a look back at our divisional winners uh, after after we get 
through Tim Fitzgerald at the first of the next hour. But so knowing the teams that are in now, Tommy, if I mean, who is your Super Bowl favorite? Because I'm having a hard time with it. Um, I, I I like the Chiefs. And in the NFC, I just, man, I, I, I really am struggling with it. I, I want to take the Niners probably in a Super Bowl rematch. But I'm I'm kind of with Chelsea there. It's hard to take a rookie and Purdy that far through, even as we know his performance won't like if any if any team can do it despite the play of their quarterback, and that's not saying it because Brock Purdy's played really, really, really well. Um, it would be that roster. But, you know, is it gonna be them over the Eagles or, you know, the the Cowboys or the Vikings, I guess, are the other teams in there. But I kinda like San Francisco. I kinda like San Francisco. Chiefs in a rematch here. What do you think? Um, you know, I'm going to go. I don't think that the Niners can get all the way there just because of Brock Purdy. Now they've got a elite level defense and they've got a ton of playmakers offensively. Uh, and that's great. I think that they'll be in the NFC championship game, but I do think the Eagles will beat them in the NFC championship game. So I'm going to say Eagles. And then surprisingly, I'm not going to go Chiefs. I'm going to go Bengals in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think it's going to be Bengals and Eagles in the Super Bowl. Um, I just think that w- with what we saw a year ago when that AFC championship game was in Kansas City and the Bengals beat the Chiefs, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see that again. Of course, I would love it if Kansas City went all the way, right? And I, I want that to happen. But I don't know. The Bengals scare me more than any other team in that conference, even more so than the Bills. And so I, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Bengals and the uh, the Eagles in the Super Bowl. If if the Chiefs host the Bengals in another playoff game, and in this scenario would be the AFC Championship, and Mahomes doesn't beat Burrow, yeah, like, yeah, it's now you're right. It's now or never. Right. If that's the matchup, man that that is going to be that is going to be fascinating stuff. And it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, there have been all of these conversations about Mahomes versus Allen, Mahomes versus Allen. If that happens, all of a sudden the conversation is Mahomes versus Burrow long term. Uh, and I think that we've got ourselves set up for a long time. And all three of those guys are elite, right? But that becomes the narrative right away. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, it, it's it's open. That's what I love about this postseason. It is so wide open on in both conferences. That should make things awesome. And even the teams that you don't think can win the Super Bowl other than probably the Dolphins, no offense to Skylar Thompson, just about everybody has a chance to at least win one game, which also makes it really interesting. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got Tim Fitzgerald, our K-State insider. Go PowerCat.com, our weekly visit there. Certainly a ton to get to with him. And then we'll go back and look at our divisional winners from early in the year and see how right we were. Sports Daily rolls into hour number two, coming right up. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.